This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. prevalent and at that moment that begins the great tribulation that begins the end of the 70th week that begins the end of the tribulation the three and the, the next three and a half years the bible says in verse 15 i like this it's a parenthesis and uh, and god it's just it's just like the, the lord in his word is just saying hey listen whoso readeth let him understand it's another message sent into heaven. It's almost, I want, just imagine this. This is what I saw as I was studying this. Now, remember the setting? Jesus is talking to his disciples. His disciples are fascinated about every stone being turned over in the temple. And so Jesus begins to explain to them something that they can't completely comprehend, but something that's going to be used for all of eternity and especially used for Jewish believers in the tribulation. And so Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's telling them about the first three and a half years of the tribulation. And he tells them that there's going to be an abomination. There's this, this awful, it's going to be awful what's going on in the temple. It's going to be terrible. And it's almost like if Jesus and the disciples were being videoed and this scene is on your television screen, it's almost like Jesus changes his attention from talking to the disciples, and he looks right into the camera. And he sends a message into the future. And his message is written in verse 15. He says, Whosoever readeth, let him understand. You see that? <laughs> it's like Jesus just turns. He says, Hey, listen, future, tribulation saints, the Jews that I love that I would have put under my wing, he says, read this and understand it because they need it. Now, I see God's love in all this. He's helping people through the tribulation. The judgment of sin is why the tribulation has to take place. But Jesus in love is acting and helping. The Bible says in verse 16, Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. You see, it's set up in the temple and God's word, he says, remember, learn this. He says, if you happen to be in Judea, when the abomination of desolation is set up in the temple, run, get out of there, flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of it. He says, if you're up on top of the house, don't go downstairs to get the, your bags. Jump off the house and run for the hills because it's going to get wicked around the temple. Then let... Him, verse 17, which is on the housetop, not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. He said, if you're out working in the field, don't go home. Get out of Dodge. That's not written in the Bible. That's straight from, what's that gun smoke? Verse 19, and woe unto them that are with child. Folks, I've seen people take this verse of Scripture and just lament people with babies in 2020 or in this lifetime. That's foolish. Children are our hope. 
Children are our future. Children should be invested in. Children's lives should be protected. Children, we should fight for the lives and the influence of our children. There's nothing wicked or wrong or woeful about any child being born. It doesn't matter how that child was conceived. Blow children are a heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Don't you ever give me this verse as a reason to discredit children or to be disappointed because some child was born. Your hope is wrapped up in those children. Don't forget it. But I'll tell you something. Jesus said in this tribulation, it's wicked, it's awful, and it's coming to a swift end. He says, Woe unto them that are with child, to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Anybody who believes we're in the tribulation right now, they're wrong. They have to, this, this passage of Scripture says, what is going to happen in the tribulation, the great tribulation? It ain't, you ain't never seen nothing like this. If you've seen it before, it ain't the great tribulation. It's going to be wicked. Verse 22, And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Look what's going to happen. Jesus is going to bring a, bring a shorter end to the seven-year tribulation. We don't know exactly when that's going to be because it's going to be a secret to everybody and nobody's going to know when Jesus is going to split the eastern sky and come and rescue, defeat Satan and rescue the tribulation saints and bring his bride with him. Nobody knows when that's going to happen. The Bible says in verse number 23, Then if any man shall say unto you, this is the very end of the tribulation, that if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, do not go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. Now, we've talked about this. But Jesus is warning the tribulation saints that, hey, if you hear people talking about the Christ is over there, the Christ is over yon, or you need to make a voyage to get to the Christ, don't you believe it? Because it's part of the deception. He says it's going to be so, the deception is going to be so real. I mean, the, the signs and wonders that's going to come from the Antichrist are going to be so deceiving that even the elect could possibly be deceived if it were possible. He says, don't you believe it? Because here's what it's going to be like, verse 27. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now look, here's what I want you to know. The rapture. You turn the page, the next event is the rapture of the church. If you're saved by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to be called up together with the Lord, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That is not the second coming of Christ that we're reading in the Scriptures. It's different because I'm going to be raptured out of here. And then for seven years there's going to be tribulation on earth. Three and a half years it'll be natural tribulation. Three and a half years it's going to be supernatural tribulation. But sometime toward the end of the seven years, Jesus Christ is coming back and I'm going to be with him. 
I'm going to be with him. And the word from the Lord is, when he comes again, the trump will be sounding and every eye shall see him. The rapture, seven years, the return. The return. As the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even of the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For where, listen to this, verse 28. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. What happens after, at the conclusion of the tribulation when Jesus comes back? The battle of what? Armageddon. It's a great battle. When the carcasses are gathered, guess what? There's the eagles. There's those double yolk buzzard eggs. There is going to be the birds, the scavengers. But at the conclusion of the tribulation, the Bible says, verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. And thus concludes the tribulation period. And that's the end of the tribulation period. Where are we going to be in the tribulation period if we're saved? So shall I ever be with the Lord. But Matthew chapter 24 for the people enduring the tribulation is going to be their road map. It's going to be their hope. It's going to be their joy. It's going to be their rest. They're going to be spending their time looking to the eastern sky, trusting the Lord, waiting on the Lord, and he's going to be faithful. He's going to be faithful. I'm encouraged to know these things, but I don't want to be deceived. I'm encouraged by a few things. What's this mean, preacher? I wouldn't be preaching the word if I didn't take time to apply. And I've tried to throughout the message. Uh, what's the application? The rapture is going to take place any time. If you knew that you'd meet the Lord today, tonight or tomorrow, what, how would it affect your decisions and your priorities? We should constantly live in light of the return of Christ, the rapture. May these truths motivate us to live for Jesus. If, in fact, Jesus is going to rapture the church and folks that have heard the gospel will be darkened to that truth and doomed to the tribulation. Now, look, you know, you know something scary? If you're here today and you're not saved... You may see this. You may see this. You may witness the abomination of desolation being this eyes thing set up in the temple. You may witness this awfulness, this wickedness, this desperation of the tribulation. You may witness that. And so when I study this, I'm motivated tell people that if you'll confess your sin and trust Jesus Christ by faith as your Savior, you can have everlasting life and you won't have to worry about it. How else does this apply to our lives? 
Well, I'll tell you how it applies to my life. It renews my burden to invest the short life that I'm given in the eternity that Jesus has promised. That begins with his thousand-year reign. Look, a man would be a fool to exchange your short life for a long eternity. What a foolish thing, how foolish we are to invest so much in this world. Now, we should be upright and forthright and hardworking, honest citizens. We, this real living fits into this picture. But Jesus should be first. And we should be living for eternity, knowing that my short life will be represented beginning in a thousand-year reign of Christ, where I'll be rewarded for the deeds done in the flesh and for all of eternity in a new heaven, a new earth, a new city. I'm motivated by that, to invest my life in eternity. And something else. You know what encourages me? Jesus sharing this message and looking into the camera in love, preparing folks for every burden that they'll bear, preparing people for every sorrow they'll experience, and giving them promises and hope it's going to be okay. And though I won't endure the tribulation, I do have some things along this winding trail to endure. There's heartaches and troubles, are there not? But you know what God has promised? He's promised His children that He'll be with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll strengthen us. That His grace will be sufficient. His mercy will be rich. We can rest in the Lord. I could talk for a long time, but I think we'll finish there. May God help us to live for Jesus for all of eternity, for all of our lives. And what a privilege it is to be a child of God. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, Check us out at ChilhoweeBaptistChurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.